Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. You know, church, none of us are immune to things happening in our life. And as Pastor Sean said, this week has been kind of turmoilish for all of us, the whole leadership team, you know, and I think sometimes the enemy tries to get into us like that, you know, so if, if he can disturb us, if he can take our joy, then he thinks he wins, but how, how many of you know God is greater, amen, and, you know, I'm excited to bring this word because it came to me last week. Sean came to me and said, you know, Pastor Bill, can you preach? And I'm thinking to myself, Sean, really? I mean, all the stuff I'm going through, you know, I got up this morning to take a shower, I get in the shower, and I'll have no soap. You know, I left the soap at the other house, so I have to get dressed, go to the other house, I get the shampoo, I get the soap, I take a shower, and I forgot the face rag to take a shower with. So it's just been one of them weeks. You know, you don't know where you're at. I mean, when you move, and most of you know this, you feel like you, you don't know where you're at. You got half your life here, half your life there. And, you know, but God is good all the time, right? And um, so, listening, when, when I was here yesterday, or last week, listening to the worship team um, sing, a couple of the words that they said, and if you don't, if, if you have a chance, listen to the words that the worship team says. Because it's not all just about song, but there's messages in there. One of the messages was they were speaking about dry bones. And let me tell you something, church. We all go through that period, you know. And if you don't know the Lord, you're as dead as those dry bones could ever hope to be. So I thought about it, and when Sean asked me to preach, I said, you know what, I'm going to preach on the valley of dry bones. Now, that's not, a, that's not one of the sermons that people like to talk about because we got to look at our, our own self and our own lives. I mean, just to think of where the Israelites were, um, this message, and it, you know, I, it even goes back to Moses. Moses could have had it all. You know, he was going to be the next leader, you know, for Egypt. And what happened? He found out where his, his um, lineage come from. So, and what happens? God takes him out. He gets kicked out of Egypt. And where is he? He's in the desert. And what's in the desert, I can tell you, is dry. And the only way God could use him is to put him in that place where he, could, he was beat down like clay till he could be molded. And that's what God wants each and every one of us to do. He needs us to forget about self so he can use us for his will. You know? I mean, look at the Israelites. They're no different than us. We, you know, they're human. So, you know, they were a whiny people. You know, they come out of Egypt, and the first thing they do, oh, we can't cross the sea. We can't do this. We can't do that. And some of us, I think, me included, do that sometimes. We throw ourselves a pity party and thinking, God, why can't you just um, make us a smooth transition? But sometimes God needs that in us to go through certain things where he can use us, strengthen us to do his will. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So let me give you a little background of where this happened. You know, the, the people of Israel had just came out of Egypt. They were in bondage. So they get to the promised land, and what happens? 
you know, um, they get a king, and they start rebelling against God. So then God allows them to go back into captivity. So what happens, Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian army take them back into bondage, and this is where Ezekiel comes in. So, let me read to you, if you got your Bibles, open it to um, Ezekiel 37, 1 to 10. The Valley of Dry Bones. Um, so it starts, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by his spirit, and set me down in the middle of the valley that was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were a great many of them on the surface of the valley, and they were very dry. Then he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I replied, Lord, only you know. He said to me, Prophesy concerning these bones, and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you, and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. Lord, as we finish this message, Lord, I ask you to open our hearts and open our minds, Lord. Not only that we would hear your message, Lord, but to digest it in the spirit, Lord, and make it go forth for your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Ezekiel, we see where Ezekiel is. Now, if you can picture this, it's in a valley, and you know where two ridges come down, that's the valley. And what, what happens in the valley is usually it's a low, dry place for us. You know, we're not on top. You know, we get there, but sometimes we got to go through the lowest of low before we can get there. And that's where God can do most of his work on us because that's where we forget about self. That's where we forget about everything but God. Sometimes in life, we get so busy that we take the focus off of God. And at that point, that's when the enemy is going to try to, to um, involve himself in our life and to give us doubt. But we have to go through the valley to get to the top. And that's, I think that's one of the most important places that we can be in our life. Some people don't want to think about that. You know, whether it's you lost your job, whether we um, got in a car accident, whatever's going on in your life, you know, sometimes if we don't keep our focus, we lose, we get out of the uh, umbrella of God, and that's where the enemy can, can really do us some harm. So we always have to keep focus, no matter what we're going through in the dry days, know that there's also a day that's going to come where we're going to be on top, and then God can, that's where God's going to use us. Not only he's going to show us when we come out of that valley, you know, but he's going to, we're going to be more victorious for it, and then we get stronger in our spiritual faith, because that's the only way you can get stronger in faith is when God sends us through some trials and tribulations and when we come out on the victor side, that's where our hope and our joy is. And if we let the devil take that because we go through some things in life, then we're doing God a great injustice. Amen? So for Ezekiel in a vision, this is the, um, the, the way the nation, he looks at the nation of Israel. They're, they're a dry, dead nation. So, now these bones that he's, he's looking at is over hundreds of miles. I mean, we're talking thousands of, of, of corpses, basically. Dead, dry bones that, that can't get no deader. I mean, 
And so what is, so what's the next step? I mean, there, there, it's like, it's basically he's in a graveyard and you can't get no deader than them bones. I'm here to tell you, bones are dead, okay? So maybe this describes some of us this morning. Maybe our life is in turmoil. Maybe we're not where we want to be. And we think that, you know, woe is me and, you know, where's God in all this? And we all go through it, whether you're a non-Christian or a Christian, we are going to go through dry places. You look at all the, the biblical leaders and all the, you know, Moses went through it, David went through it. They all, our forefathers, went through dry places. And that we can't kid ourselves. If you haven't went through it yet, you will go through it. But you should look forward to it because that's where God can use you the most. You know, that's where he's going to give you a vision of what your life for him is supposed to be about. Because when all else leaves, you get all the distractions away, you go in your place and you say, God, I think I'm at my lowest of low, he will hear you and he will answer your prayer. But sometimes you've got to listen too. Sometimes God gave us two ears and one mouth. We should be listening, listening more than we're, we're talking. God answers prayers, but one of the problems is we don't give him time enough to answer. We have to stay in that still place till we hear. Amen? You know, and I, I tell you, Sean hit on it. I've been in that place for the last couple weeks. You know, not only am I looking to move, but I'm looking to retire. And I can't retire until we get the new house. And it just seems like the devil keeps putting his two cents in it because the settlement date keeps getting pushed back. But we can't lose hope. You know, I just say, God, if it's, it's your will, it's going to happen. And sometimes we want things to happen on our terms instead of God's terms, and that's where we, we make mistakes. So Ezekiel is looking at millions of dead, dry bones scattered hundreds of square miles, and God asked him, can these bones live? Now, if God would ask me that, I'm looking at dry bones, I'd say, really, God? I mean, how do you answer that question? Can dry bones live? Because in the, in the physical world, we know that that's impossible. But nothing is impossible with God. I think Pastor John, Sean said that a couple minutes ago. You know, so, you know, Ezekiel is here looking at these dead, dry bones, and God's telling him to preach to the bones. I know what I would have been thinking, you know. But, you know, Ezekiel, if one thing about Ezekiel, he was obedient and he was faithful. So Ezekiel uh, can't see much hope for this, this people of Israel. You know, and that, this is where he sees Israel as a dry, dead graveyard right now as a nation because they rejected God. So, he says, can these bones live? And Ezekiel says, I don't see how, Lord. If they do, it will be up to you. Faith and obedience again. Ezekiel is telling God that, God, you are in charge. You are in charge of not only my life, but the Israelites as well. Even though they're rejecting you right now, you know, you are still in charge because you are the God of Israel. So where are you going with this, Pastor? I want you to see there's two sections that I want to go through of dead, dry bones. One is in the church. What? Dry bones in a church? Yes, there is. And the other one is in lost people. The church has dead bones, and more importantly, the lost people have dead bones. Let's look at the first one, the life of the church, the dry bones. And churches all have them. It goes back to the churches in emphasis. They all had their issues, okay? So the first one is the tailbone Christian. So what is that? Who just sits 
and doesn't get involved in ministry. If God wanted us to sit and do nothing, he would have called us home to glory as soon as we got saved. As a Christian, we're supposed to be doing ministry. And everybody that's a Christian should be involved in some type of ministry. We can't just go in church, listen to a message, and feel like that's it. We have to get involved because that's why God called us to be Christians. Amen? So, the second one, and we got several. Let me tell you about the first, um, the first one, the tailbone Christian. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable always, abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So can these bones live? Yes, as long as they do the work of the Lord. As long as a Christian is doing the work of the Lord, these bones can live and prosper in the kingdom. Amen? Two, the finger, the finger bone Christian, always pointing his finger at other people. Can't take his responsibility for where he is in his life. It's this one's fault. It's that one's fault. We don't want to take our own responsibility for where we are. We want to blame somebody else because it's too hurtful because we're where we are because of ourselves and nobody else. It's not nobody else's responsibility to, you know, make us go into the Word and read the Word and do God's work because that's what Christians are, Christ-like. And if we're not doing that, then we're fooling ourselves. And God knows. God knows where our heart is. Three, the jawbone Christian who spreads gossip, who intentionally causes trouble by stirring up grief. Can these bones live? Yes. When, when the, um, the tongue is snatched from the devil and give it to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may be minister grace unto the hearers. So see, church, every one of the, these, I'm going to give you a, a Bible verse so you can double-check it because I always want to give you the truth. And sometimes the message isn't always touchy-feely. Sometimes we got to look inside ourselves and see where we are. You know, and that's what I do every day. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing that God's telling me to do? You know, and if we're not putting God first, you know, years ago I told a young man that and he walked out of the church. Well, what about my wife? She comes after God. Everybody comes after God has to be first in our life because that's what the Word says. You know, if we're putting hobbies or work or whatever or spouses or children before God, we're not supposed to be doing that. God has to be first in our life. Amen? The hip-bone Christian who sits on his wallet every Sunday when the offering plates passed around. Amen? Can these bones live? Yes, when the heart is converted, the wallet will be also. Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So some, some people think, well, I can't give because, you know, I got bills to pay, I got this, I got that. But how many of you know when you give to God, he shakes it up and pours out more than you give him? But that's called faith, and sometimes we lack it. That's one of the main important things as a Christian is faith. Because we say we have faith, but when, when the rubber meets the road, do we really? The dry bone Christian, whose Christian life has withered up because he or she is not in the Word, can these bones live? Yes, when we immerse ourselves in God's Word. That's when we're going to, you know, we, you know, plants need food and water and sun to live. We need, this, 
you know, the word of God for our spirit to live. And sometimes we don't water it. And when we don't water it, it dries up, just like them dry bones. And God says, you know, to understand God and where he's coming from, we need to read the word because that's where our messages are going to come from. Just like I told you last week, I heard them, them words about dry bones, and God just gave me this message to give to you. Amen? But there's some good bones in here, and I'm going to get to them in a minute. It's not all bad news. The wishbone Christian, what is this? Gimme, gimme, gimme. We come with God with our list. Here it is, God. Like for Christmas, I want this, and I want this, and I want this. Amen? And that's pretty much our prayer life. We don't talk about others. You know, church, when you pray for others, even when you're in a dry place, that's where God really moves because you're taking self out of it. Sometimes we got to forget self. When we come through them doors, it's not about us anymore. It's about God. I don't like the music. I don't like the carpet. I don't like the pastor. I don't like this. I, we're, we're, we we got to take self out of God's work because when Jesus came, he was selfless and gave his all, even though he didn't have to, for us. So that's what we're supposed to be doing. We should be giving ourselves out to other people and spread the word of God. The backbone Christian who has convictions, knows what they are, and stands on them. The Christian with backbone won't live his life to please the world, won't live her life to blend into the world, won't live their life to conform to the standards of the world. Can these bones live, church? Yes, they do, and it gives glory and testimony to the grace of God. Amen? That's where we need to be as a church. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole. We have to get back to the original things of God instead of these modern churches doing what they're doing today. We're taking the crosses out. We're taking the blood away. And that's, a, that's an abomination before God, I think. You know, if you're, not, if you're not talking about the blood and the cross, what, what, what are we talking about? You know? And the knee-bone Christian who realizes that victory in the Christian life comes only through a life of prayer. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. The power is in the prayer, church, and that's what Pastor Sean was talking about. That's the key to it, you know, prayer. It's a relationship between you and God. That's what prayer is. You know, like you talk to your spouse or somebody at work, that's how we talk to God, through prayer. And if our prayer life was lacking, we're going to be lacking in what God wants us to do and where we should be. The only way to find that out is to get on your knees and, and ask and then wait for an answer. It, it's not hard, you know, but sometimes we get busy with work and moving and, you know, sometimes we, we lack our prayer life and, and we all go through it. It's just part of life. But we have to remind ourselves that that should be the first thing we do in the morning when we get up is, is get on our knees. First, thank God that we're still alive and ask him, God, what's your, what's your plan for my life today? What would you have me do? And sometimes we don't want to hear what he has us to do. Sometimes we go to a grocery store and he'll tap you on the shoulder and say, you need to talk to that person. Oh, not today, God. I'm too busy. You know, I got this to do. I got that to do. The baby's crying. I got to get him fed. But if we're listening to that little still voice, that's God. And when we don't listen, we take two steps backwards. Amen? So there's another area where there are dead, dry bones, and that is, and this is important also, is in the life of the lost. And that's what our work is all about, church. 
You know, Jesus didn't come to save the, you know, the believers. He came to save the lost. You know, the believers, we know where they're going, but what about our family, our friends, our loved ones? Where, what are we doing about that? And I know Jesus said it, it's hard to minister to your family and friends. But you know what? It might be a dry place at first, but hopefully you can water that place, and eventually it'll sprout, and they will become Christians. We can't give up on them. I've been praying for my brother for over 10 years. Well, I'm going to keep praying because God said, you know, nothing's done in our time. It's done in his time. Amen? We don't have a choice of, you know, we only want to do the good things for, for God. And when the rubber meets the road and it gets a little tough, we want to retreat sometimes. You know, if, if more of a church would stand up in this nation today, we would be a lot farther along. I mean, they're worrying about taking statues down. Really? That's not going to erase history. I mean, Maryland had both, you know, fighting Confederate and Union alike. But it's not about the statues. There's a deeper problem there, you know. And, and you can't separate the nation. It should come together as a whole. You, you look at what happened, you learn from it, and you move on. Them statues have been there for hundreds of years, and we're using excuses to remove it. If, if we would do what God's telling us to do as one family, we would be a lot better off. Amen? So as we look over the valley of dread, dead, dry bones, it's, it's literally hopeless. Every lost person is as dead as those bones. Without God, God don't know you, and there's only one place that, that we go when we're not saved, and that's the hell. You know, and it's our job not to let that happen, because every person we meet, we should feel that that could be a lost soul, and if I could do something about it, we need to. Amen? So Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Can these bones live? Ephesians 2.1 says, and he has given you a new life who were dead in trespasses and sins. And that's where we once were, church, as a church. You know, thank God that somebody witnessed to us and, and we got saved. But that's what we have to do to the lost, whether it's family, friends, strangers, because without somebody witnessing to us, we would still be in that dead, dry place. So, what are you talking about, Pastor? Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Let me get my bones here. Now, these aren't human bones. I, I couldn't get the deer bones, but these are antlers, and they will do just fine. So, these are the bones. Now, can you imagine Ezekiel preaching to dead, dry bones? I mean, really? I mean... So what does he say? He says, dry bones, listen to what the Lord has said. And I, I bet you he felt as foolish as I do right now speaking to dead, dry bones, right? But then what happens? Something amazing happens. He continues to preach to the bones, and what happens? They start rattling, right, as they're coming together. Now we're talking thousands of corpses. Dead, dry bones all coming together. And that's probably what it sounds like when bones come together. Amen? Now, if that was me seeing that, just like Adam and Eve, um, Eve in the garden, when the snake started talking, I'm out of there. Because if I'm telling you right now, if I see bones with flesh, it's like one of them horror movies, right? I'm going stage left. Feet don't fail me, right? But Ezekiel had faith, right? And he sees this happening, and his eyes probably got about that big, and, you know, but, but what happens after that? He needs more because at this point, there's no life in them bones. Amen? 
we're, we're, we're getting the flesh and the bones, they're all coming together, the tendons, but there's still no life. So there's something else that needs to happen for life to happen. So to give life to Christians, um, plan one is to give them bones life. To give life to Christians who are lost of their hope. To give life to those who have never trusted in Jesus Christ. Okay, now we're getting to the meat of the problem here. Church, if you are struggling today as a Christian, we need to get in the Word. That's where our answers are. The Bible to us is our SOP for a Christian life. And every answer is in here if we're willing to listen to God and when he leads us to, the, to a certain verse to, to listen and, and to obey. Because no matter what you're going through in life, God says, hold on, I got this. He's in charge, church. And sometimes when we don't have faith in him, we put faith in ourselves and we crash and burn. But this is where our answer is, and sometimes we just got to stand on the word. It might be two years, it might be five years, however long it takes, and it's in God's time. God sits over us. You know, our one year is seven to his, so it's in his time, and sometimes we get impatient. We think we know more than God. Well, I'll just do it my way, and what happens? Don't work. I tried at church. I should have been here two years before I got here. What I do, I kept putting off God. God, I'll do it later. I was in charge of a ministry at the other church. They need me. They need me. God's telling me, no, your, your season is over. You got to move. And when God tells you that, you need to move. We can't, we can't go on our own. We got to go by what God's telling us to do. So we need to get in God's word because that's where we get the water. That's where our spirit gets watered. You know, just like I was talking earlier, plants and trees need water and sun. We need the, the word of God to water us and to refresh us. And sometimes we just got to sit back, take a breath, and say, okay, God, take the wheel because you're in control. A lot of times we try to take the wheel ourselves and we wind up in an accident, you know, a spiritual accident. Amen? So if you're lost, there's only one way to faith in Christ. Romans 10:17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and the hearing by the word of God. God's word tells us Jesus is our only hope to heaven. Without his forgiveness of our sins, we're going to take them to hell for eternity with us. And that's not where God wants us to be. You know, as a human race, hell wasn't made for us. It was made for the enemy and his demons. But we will go there if we reject God. And at, that's, and at this time, that's what Israel was doing. They was rejecting God. And God gave Ezekiel this vision. So what's plan two? Ezekiel had thousands of corpses lying on the ground with no life in them. Something more is needed just than preaching. And what is that, church? That was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God was the answer. Genesis 2-7 says, And the Lord, come, uh, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and man became a living soul. It's not my responsibility to save you. It's not Pastor Sean's responsibility to save you. We can't save you. Only God can save you. Amen? And sometimes we put too much pressure on a pastor or a preacher. We, can't, we can only give you what God has given us, the Word. If you don't receive that and put it, you know, into gear in your own life, that's not the pastor's fault. All we can do is give you the word that God gives us. 
and guide you, but it's up to each individual to take that and run with it because we're all ministers whether we believe it or not. If you're a Christian, you're a minister. We're, we should be giving out the word. Amen? So, Romans 10, 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? This isn't a call for just a pastor, church. This verse is not. It's a call to spread God's word. And if we're Christians, that's our job. We need to go to these schools as a body of Christ and say, you need to put prayer back in schools. You know, you need to put the Ten Commandments back in the, uh, the court districts. You know, when we get rid of God, God's going to get rid of us because he's going to wash our hands of us just like he did the nations before. When you take God out of a country, you're t you know, that country sooner or later is going to crumble. And if you look at, at, you know, the biblical nations of the past where God was taken out, Sodom, Gomorrah, one of them, the, the nations are going to crumble. And that's just as simple as that. We need to stand up as a church and say enough of this nonsense, what's going on in, in today's world. You know, you got all these other groups standing up for what they believe in. Where's the church today, church? You know, you got the gay community wanting their rights. They're getting on TV, marching. If we don't get back to that as a church and stand up for God and what he wants us to do, we're going to lose a lot of souls. You know, I'm not talking just for me. I'm saying, you know, there's a lot of souls out there that, that need to, to be saved, and it's up to the church to do it. Who else is going to do it? The president? No. Congress? No. Only God can do it, and God can only do that through us to let them hear the word. Some people have never even heard the word. You look at these other countries, like we were talking about missionaries. There's isolated parts of the world where they, don't, they never even heard of God. You know, now they can see his creation, but they've never heard the word. And it's up to us to spread that word. It is the Holy Spirit who takes the word and gives it the power that is needed for a dead soul, whether it's bones or whether it's a soul. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we can live, you know, as Christians. And when we die, go to be in glory. If, if we don't have God in our life, we're just as dead as those bones in a graveyard and we're going to hell. Simple as that. We can't do nothing without God. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is through relationship with him, through prayer and, you know, fasting. Sometimes we've got to get on our knees and fast so we can focus on God, take us out of it. That's one of the best ways to do it is fast. Whether it's a Daniel fast, whether it's you know, pick a fast. I think we lack that in church today as well, fasting. We need to do a little bit more of that so we can focus, get ourselves out of the way so God can work in our life. So do you know someone who is struggling, who is discouraged, who is all dried up? God is calling you to, do, to be the instrument that the Holy Spirit could use to help that person. Do you know someone who is lost, who is going to spend eternity in hell? who is without eternal life, without hope, without Christ. God is calling you to be that instrument, to be that interventionist, so to speak. Awful quiet in here, church. Amen. 
And we're all guilty of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the ones that raise my hand and say sometimes I do. I get busy. But, you know, we have to repent of that because that's the most important thing of why we're here is to go out. These four walls, Jesus didn't preach in four walls. He preached out to thousands of people on hillsides. You know, this church, it's good that we come corporate as a body, but then after that, during the week, when we're out in the workforce or we're out in the world, we need to be, you know, sending the light of hope out there. You know, see somebody on, on the parking lot begging for money, you know. I went up to her and prayed, gave her the money, but we prayed, you know. That's what we need to be doing, church, compassion and love. That's where our work is. And too often, we, we lack it because our, we let life get in, in the way. So the twofold plan is reading the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to use us to spread the word. It's, it's as simple as that. That's what I got out of the, the dry bones message that I heard last week in that song. So if we listen to the songs of worship, doesn't matter whether it's old hymns, new hymns, there's a message in there because it's all about God. And we should be all about God. And sometimes, you know, in my own life, sometimes we let life get in, in the middle of it. And we get so wrapped up in, you know, that, that routine, mundane, going to work, you know, whatever you're doing in that routine, sometimes we got to break it and say, we got to put God first. And when we do that, then our life is blessed and the people we touch are blessed. Amen? So as I get ready to close, um, we can have the worship team come up. Um, you know, church, this was a message of not only hope, but of salvation for the lost. Because if, 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 we're, not, if we're not doing that, what are we here for? You know, sometimes I ask myself that question. You, you know, you get 100 miles an hour, and sometimes you just got to put on the brakes, sit down, and give God time, you know? And when you do that, not only will you feel refreshed with a new spirit, but he will give you more instructions, you know? I mean, I'm planning on retiring, but that's not gonna be it for me. I, I wanna do more with, get involved with the church. And that should be at the outlook we all have on life, you know? Yeah, we gotta go to work, but we should be, whatever we're doing, it should be the, for the glory of God. Amen. It shouldn't be just for us and a paycheck. If that's what we're looking for, all that's going to go by the wayside. All the money we save doesn't matter. You know, I looked at my dad when he died. All the stuff that he did in his life, all, all the material things went away. And the only thing you're taking with you out of this world is eternity, and it's either heaven or hell. And that's where we have to keep our focus. You know, I know we all need to work but we should be doing it for God. I know we all get a paycheck, but it should be for God. If we're coming in here, we need to take that money and give it to God so he can use it to bless other people. If we're sitting on our wallets and not doing anything, and it's not only about money, it's about time. Are we giving our time to God? Are we getting involved in church ministries? I mean, are we just coming in, listening to a message? You know, church, I don't know how many sermons that I needed to hear before I got up and did something. You know, people complained about what was going on overseas. I went in the military. People complained about crime. I became a police officer. And then I heard all this going on with the different religions. Not only did I become a Christian, but I became a pastor. 
because I'm a, I'm a doer. I don't just want to sit by the sidelines and listen to people complain. Amen. We got to get up as a church and say enough of what's going on and let God handle it through us. So can dead, dry bones live church? With God, nothing is impossible. Sometimes we look around us and all we see is a valley of dead, dry bones and we don't know where to turn. It looks pretty hopeless. But God has a plan and his, God has a plan through his word and he will speak to you. Yield to the Holy Spirit and he will give you a new life. And if you ever, if you never trusted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you're still living in a graveyard of hopelessness and death. God has a plan for you also. Believe in his word when it says Jesus paid your sin debt on the cross. Trust in him and the Holy Spirit will give you a new life. Can these dry bones live of a saved person, church? Of an unsaved person? That's up, that's up to them. Amen? I just want you to think about this, church, and because this message is important. It's not only a salvation message, but it's also a message for the Christian to do God's work. You know, we're all going to go through a dry spell, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's in your marriage. We're all going to have that in our life. And I think that's a design of the enemy to take our focus off of God. But I also think it's in God's plan because it's at that point that he can use us to better and to go to our next level. This church, we say Kingsway 2.0, it's about this church going to the next level. But you as an individual need to go to the next level in your life. If you're working just to work, what, what happens at the end? You know, when I take my last breath, I want the, the God to say, you know, you did well. You know, I, I don't want to go out of this earth not doing the most I can to help the lost because there's a lot of them out there, church. We see what's going on every day. Look what's going on in Baltimore City. I mean, we're killing each other. I don't care whether you're black, white, Hispanic. We all bleed red. And we need to get involved. We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.